Hey, good afternoon, evening, morning, early morning, late afternoon, late evening. <laughs> uh, welcome to this podcast. And today I want to talk a little bit about uh, some tools that you can use uh, when putting together a funnel. And on Tuesday mornings, I have a mastermind group. Uh, we started many years ago with a product that was called Author Expert Marketing Machines that was done by Mike Keening. And from that, I created my first ebook that I made for my clinic and I handed it out to all my new patients. It's also on Amazon. Um, people can buy it in ebook form or even in hardback or not hardback, paperback. But the uh, interesting thing was today, one of our um, mastermind groupies uh, was building out a funnel or had, she, she has a client she's building a funnel out for and they're trying to make sense of you know whether or not it's working and and I said well have you ever graphed it out and she said no I said well once you graph it out and you can get a 10,000 foot view you can see what's going on and, and where it can go and so I used a um, software program that uh, for the Mac called Omni uh, Graphle, O-M-N-I. And with that, I'm able to, you know, it's basically just boxes and arrows and you can label boxes. So it's, there's a lot of free versions that are like that. But the cool thing was she just started talking about the product and the funnel and, and, you know, the, um, the freemium, which is a free premium and what the upsell was and what the ultimate thing was and we were like drawing all these squares and linking them all up and that was probably 15 minutes worth of her talking and explaining things and by the time we were done uh and everybody was watching and, and asking questions too so it was kind of like a hot seat in a way but by the time we were done we had it all graphed out and she could see literally the 10,000 foot view of what this funnel was all about. One of the things she realized is that there were two or three different options is where the funnel could go, but she could definitely do what's called an AB split test where uh, you, you know, you send a thousand people to this landing page and literally 50% go off to one landing page and 50% go off to another. And then you can see which one has the biggest leads. And she had somebody that was on point that was also, that's the problem, you've got more cooks in the pot than you need. Other person was kind of calling the shots and they would just kind of decide which funnel they were gonna send traffic to as opposed to just have it be uh, a random choice and it's a true A-B test. So it was one of the things. And then the other, the other thing was she had, uh, they had spent, it was like $5,000 worth of um, ads for traffic. And one of the things that I learned is if you have a, a free product or just, you know, paid shipping or a $7 product and you send 10,000 people and let's say it costs you, you know, $100 and all you made was $100, that's actually a bonus because the gold is in the list. The gold is is in the email list because you have all these people that opted in to get the information. And so now you have basically paid, you paid $100 for this list, but your premium, or not premium, but your um, your low 
low price ticket item paid for it all. So you ended up with, in her case, 300 uh, people that are warm leads and want the product. And so, you know, once I explained that to her, she's like, okay, now it's making more sense. I said, here's, here's a group that you want to market to. You want to start doing autoresponders. You want to start sending them traffic and asking them, um, you know, what do you want? Uh, you know, here's some, here's what is in the other book. Um, here's what's in the other videos. And then one of the other guys in our mastermind group said, you know, the, the ultimate thing was this membership site where there were eight videos and then the ultimate ultimate is where this guy gets hired to do consulting and uh steve was saying hey if you take the videos and you just kind of glean like maybe you know the first uh i don't know a couple of paragraphs of that video and you give them a sample you can say and if you belong to the membership group you know, here's what chap here's a sample of chapter one, or here's a sample of video one. And then you can start sending it to all these people. And suddenly she went from, we don't know what we're going to do to boy, I not only do I know what to do, I better get going on this. And it was all because we drew up this chart and, you know, to be able to see that because for me, I, the, for me, the least way that I learn is by listening and visual and hands-on and touching those are my top ones so if i can if i can draw if i can touch if i'm tangible i learn a lot better if i see things that's my next best and then if i hear things that's my third best and so even if you're and some people they might be audible you might you know and, you can, and again i think i went through this in another podcast but if not people say I see what you're saying, or I hear what you're saying, or um, I feel what you're saying. And if they start using those kinds of words, you can tell what kind of a processor they are. And you might have somebody running a project that's an audible person. And uh, people that are helping run the campaign, they might be uh, somebody that has to feel it or see it. And you can run into all kinds of problems if you don't even know just what your team is. and. For this person, once she saw it, it just opened up everything. And then from that, there's also another product that's kind of cool. It's called G-E-R-U. Um, uh, Giru or Giru, depends on which side of the bed you sleep on. Uh, and it is kind of the same thing where you build out a funnel like that, only it's a, uh, it's a what-if funnel. So you can start plugging in numbers and then you can put in percentages along the funnel and from that know based on a thousand people going into the funnel you know how many people are going to buy the product and you know it gives you a rough estimate of how to feed it but also she has real numbers too so now she can take those real numbers and plug it in and get percentages and then plug the percentages in she has an almost absolute 100 true to fact uh uh, entry point and uh, and then also know what she's going to end up with. So it was a great talk today uh, where we put that all together and it was fun too. And, and then here's the, the funny thing was, is she was surprised that I did that so quickly and that I did it. She'd never seen anybody do something that fast. 
And for me, that's what I always do. It was for me, it was, you know, kind of like putting butter on toast. It was a very simple thing. And for her, it was, she said, I don't know how you did that so fast and, and how you're able to put it all together. So I realized then that that it must be one of my special gifts. It must be one of my superpowers to be able to do that and do it live while we were talking. And uh, to be able to provide that for the group uh, was fun too. So I had a great time doing that. But again, if you have the ability to draw out your funnels using a process like that and see the, the 10,000 foot view, I suggest you do it on, on your next project. You know, even if, if it's not a funnel, it's just your planning event, um, your start and your finish and all the stuff that's in between. And if you can, if you can create a visual like that and see what's going on, you can also find potential problems because in that drawing, we also found that there were, um, you know, there were actually the, the people that did their initial free purchase or not free purchase the initial freemium and then the ones that bought the small upsell and then the $97 product and the $197 product, they all need to be kicked off as they join the next one up. As they move up, they need to be kicked out of the other emails. But there were four different groups and each group gets emailed differently. And that's a totally uh, different uh, technique um, that I learned from uh, Ryan Dice and the traffic funnel, if you if you're familiar with that. Uh, but then putting that together is kind of the next step. So short podcast this time around, uh, I did a pretty good quick and easy brain dump here. And again, thank you for your time. I'm out here in the parking lot. I got a little crow walking up to me here and he's not a raven cause he's a little bit smaller, but these guys, they're smart. Uh, I think I'm going to give him a coin and see where he takes it. Okay. Thanks a lot. Have a great evening, afternoon, morning, some morning, early evening, second lunch, first lunch third lunch and talk to you later. Bye. Self-sabotage. That is a very interesting set of words. And it, it just did, for whatever reason, did not dawn on me until I read an article today about a uh, person, it was on Medium, um, and he had been in depression for 30 years. I think the title of it is uh, No Longer Depressed After 30 Years, but it was kind of his travels, and uh, it was a, um, I don't want to say the word medication, but uh, he had like six different infusions of this uh, again, the K is like ketone. It wasn't ketone though, but, uh, uh, anyways, uh, he had talked about no matter how hard he tried to crawl out of his depression, he would be self-sabotaging himself to stay in the depression. And, um, he said one of his epiphanies was <clears throat> that it would, it would be like being in your house and you had some garbage that you needed to throw away and, and garbage was under the sink in the kitchen and you go to open up the, the, the drawer or the cupboard to throw away the garbage and the garbage can wouldn't be there. And that was his frustration. It's like he always had something that he needed to throw away and the place that it was to throw away wasn't around and that was his 
frustration. And then one of his epiphanies later on was that what he had in his hand wasn't garbage. He just assumed it was garbage. And so that helped him out there. But it is interesting how we have a tendency to, and I don't know if, if procrastination is a, um, a term that we use instead of self-sabotage because we'll put things off. Now, is it procrastination or is it a form of self-sabotage? Can they be used synonymously? And I, I think they can. Uh, if we're facing a deadline, you know, do we, um, what is this? That's the uh, Tony Robbins, uh, pain versus pleasure, where we will put things off until it hurts so much that we have to do it, like paying taxes instead of, you know, first of January, getting all your numbers and filing your taxes and being done. We often wait till, you know, midnight on the 14th or the 15th to file our taxes because we are a pain versus pleasure. Now, is that how procrastination and self-sabotage work too, where um, we are continuing to uh, self-sabotage ourselves until the pain of self-sabotage pulls us out of doing it longer interesting concept <clears throat> for example uh, deadlines and putting things together um, a client of mine is uh, working on a, a website and uh, now it's time to move it over to their main server we've been building it on a sandbox uh, what i call a sandbox and finally got everything just how they wanted it. And now we're going to move it over. And sometimes moving it over can be a whole lot easier than, um, than appears. It can be a lot more difficult too. And so uh, if you're taking over an existing site and putting in a new one, it can take what's called propagation. It can take 72 hours for it to propagate and show up. Um, and then it can also take two or three days before you can even begin to move it where you can access the, the server to get it. Or if you're jumping from one server to another, for example, if you're, uh, if your client's on Wix and you want to move them over to GoDaddy, you know, it can take, it can take up to 10 days before they get the, the data to do that. So those are some of the interesting things, uh, that can happen and procrastination uh, slash self-sabotage uh, could be an instigator where it's like, well, if it's going to take three or four days anyways, um, I might as well put it off an extra hour or two or an extra day because it doesn't really matter um, in, in the eyes of, of, of the framework. Whereas, you know, um, jumping right in, getting it taken care of, uh, and being done with it is the, the other side of the coin. So, um, what do you guys have going on in your life? That's a procrastination, self-sabotage and, and what are some of the tools that you use to break out of that? That's the other question is what is there? You know, some of us, we have deadlines, we have, um, the pain of not getting paid. We have, uh, the pleasure of, uh, meeting the goal. And some people just have that discipline where uh, that's what they do no matter what. And so it's a, it's a quick, quick podcast today. But again, I just wanted to share that. Uh, and here's, here's the funny thing. 
I almost didn't share. <laughs> I almost didn't come on. I almost didn't record because I didn't think it would be worth talking about. But it it's going to touch somebody. Um, it, it already touched me, which is why I'm sharing it. So um, find out what are the things that you're doing in your life that are, that are self-sabotage. And then find out what kind of tools that you can bring into your life to help fix that. And I think if you do that, you'll have a much enjoyable journey, which is what this is all about. So again, thanks for listening and have a great rest of your day. And we'll see you in the next podcast. Take care.